Welcome in to another edition of Tribe Talk. Nick Camino here with you tonight, all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. In for Jim Rosenhouse, and boy, do we have a lot of fun in store for you over the next hour. We host a show during the week on the Indians radio network a lot of times, the Indians Hot Stove Show. And with this show tonight, this will be cool because we can really sort of take that same approach. It's one hour completely devoted to baseball. We love doing it, and we're going to have a lot of things that we are going to cover, including reliving one of my favorite games of the entire Indians baseball season. Yeah, I'm talking about October 10th. 2016 when your Cleveland Indians went into Fenway Park and completed their sweep of the Boston Red Sox in Game 3 of the ALDS. We'll do that. I recently had an interview with Indians manager Terry Francona. We uh, did that at Tribe Fest, which was actually a week ago today. A week ago today, we were uh, at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic for Tribe Fest. Indians fans getting an up-close opportunity to play games with players, get autographs, meet Terry Francona, front office people, players, and and staff. It was just a great time down there. Uh, Really glad to to be a part of it. We did some radio shows down there and had a chance to talk with Terry Francona. We're going to talk with... uh, We're going to hear some of that. And also tonight, actually our next segment after a quick timeout, we're going to be joined by Tony Amato. Tony is the clubhouse and equipment manager for the Cleveland Indians. He's done that for a long time, and him and his staff, they did a great job in getting all of the tribe equipment, baseball, bubble gum, sunflower seeds, golf clubs, everything you could think of that you would need over an eight-week span uh, for players, staff, everybody affiliated with the with the Indians that are going to spring training for the next seven, eight weeks. Uh, they went on those trucks yesterday. They left a progressive field. They'll be headed to the desert in uh, in Goodyear, Arizona, the home of the Indians for spring training. And uh, the equipment trucks, that's always like the first sign of spring for a lot of people here in northeast Ohio and in the Cleveland area uh, when you get excited for tribe baseball, spring training, and the upcoming 2017 season. So when we come back, I'll be joined by Tony Amato, Indians clubhouse and equipment manager. He'll give us the lowdown on some of the things that uh, went on the trucks, a couple of different trucks uh, leaving for, for spring training from uh, from Progressive Field, which is uh, always fun. So keep it locked here. We're going to have some fun over the next hour. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhouse tonight. You're listening to the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. It's Tribe Talk. All right, well, here in Northeast Ohio, a lot of times uh, we see it as maybe the, the, the first part of spring. It, uh, it starts to warm us up when we see those equipment trucks uh, leave for Goodyear, Arizona, headed to the Indians Player Development Complex. We're back here on Tribe Talk. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhaus this week and uh, now joining us via our hotline to sort of give us the lowdown of, of what we saw o- over the last day or so, the Indians' uh, equipment trucks leaving for Goodyear. It's Tony Amato. He is the Cleveland Indians clubhouse and equipment manager. He's been with the Tribe uh, for such a long time, and uh, him and his guys did a great job in, in really getting these trucks ready to go to uh, to head to the desert. Hey, Tony, listen, I really appreciate the time. Oh, no problem, Nick. Hey, Tony, I think you've mentioned this before in that I know a lot of fans, they get excited, you know, about this day. And, and you know, we sort of see it as maybe the first sign of spring with, with baseball right around the corner. But but for your staff over the years, this is something that's changed, right? Because you guys have so much stuff that's already <clears throat> at the complex in Goodyear, right? I mean, this is sort of for you guys, it's, it's almost anticlimactic, right? It, it is. Loading the truck is anticlimactic because we have everything ready. And as you mentioned, a lot of the stuff gets shipped shipped directly to the ballpark and the facility in Goodyear. Uh, all the baseballs go there. 
1,500 dozen of them and um, most of the players' bats and that stuff go out there. We do try to get a lot of the stuff like the uniforms and stuff in Cleveland so we can put their sets together. So when we unload the truck on Tuesday, we'll just be able to roll out the racks and put them in players' lockers so they'll be ready to go because we already have players out there training. 1,500 dozens of baseballs already shipped out there. Uh, bats, and as you mentioned, I mean, is there are, is there any sort of equipment that you guys put on the trucks now, or is that all just out there? Oh, we, we still take all the equipment. We have, like I said, the jerseys, you know, shorts, stuff like that. Uh, we did get some bats here in Cleveland. And then you have all – people don't realize it's not just all of the uh, players' equipment going out there. We have trainers' equipment, weight room equipment, front office files, uh, ballpark mustard, um, <laughs> slider has stuff on there. You have no, you have nothing on there that mix, so you're you're clean this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You guys always mess with my stuff anyway, Scotty, and all those guys. No, they always no. some, somehow my stuff gets lost at some point. So I figured this year I'm not putting anything on the truck. But um, a lot of recreational stuff too. Like uh, I know people put golf clubs and and things like that. Just hey, I mean. Pretty much, you guys transport yourselves down there for you know like about eight to nine weeks, so it's it's pretty much everything that that anybody affiliated with the club might need, right? Yeah, and I, I noticed this year. I, I don't know if it was because of the extended spring with the World Baseball Classic, but it seemed like we had more personal stuff. It, it really felt like there were more bikes and golf clubs and suitcases going out there. I mean, it's only an extension of five or six days, but still, it's it, there was a significant increase this year. I remember talking to you, and we're talking with Tony Amato. Uh, he is the Indians clubhouse and equipment manager. He's been with the tribe for how many years now, Tony? Um, I started in 1988, and I assumed my current position after the 2002 season. Wow! All right, so it's been yeah, it's been it's been quite a while. Well, the the one thing that I that I wanted to ask you was, you guys send two trucks, but I think Correct. you've mentioned before that you've seen some some things over the years almost lessen. Do you think there will ever be a time where there's just one truck that, that's headed down to, to spring training? I, I really don't see it. Um, I really think, I mean, we're pretty packed. We have to take water and um, a lot of stuff down there. So I, I really can't foresee it, and I don't want to risk it just having one truck one day and not not being, uh, you know, having stuff left over. So, um, no, I don't. And people don't realize, too, you know, this is a big day for the fans, but there's also two trucks that come back at the end of spring training that hardly anybody ever talks about with That's true. a lot of the players' personal stuff. You know, the guys that make the team that have all their stuff from the winter sent back up on that, too. I, that should be an exciting day for people. That means the regular season is finally here when, when the <laughs> well, once the yeah, truck starts. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I I concur with you on that. Gets to be like a little bit, a little bit like Groundhog Day out there at spring training. Um, yes, my wife, my wife tried giving me a Groundhog Day because she went there for uh, see Phil, and uh, she wanted me to wear it today. But I so. <laughs> Tony Amato is with us here on Tribe Talk as uh, we're talking about the equipment trucks that are headed to uh, to Goodyear, Arizona. Time frame as to, to when you guys plan on those trucks arriving at the uh, player development complex? Yeah, you know, we usually uh, they usually leave on Friday and we unload on the Wednesday because we have to have a you know four day window. Okay. But with the uh, like I said, the spring being a little longer this year, we are going to try and unload them on Tuesday, which would give us almost a full week before 
pitchers and catchers report. We don't, we're not sure what time on Tuesday they would get there. We're hoping early, but we're not sure. So at some point Tuesday, we're going to unload those trucks in Goodyear. All right, so bubble gum, sunflower seeds, that stuff already there or that on the truck? A mix. We took some what we had left just to make sure, and we are also anticipating some arriving out in Goodyear. All right, Tony. Well, listen, always fun to catch up with you when the trucks leave. A lot of fans get excited for it. I know uh, people are, are ready for uh, ready for bra- ready for baseball, ready for spring training, and uh, the signs of, of those trucks leaving for Goodyear. That's that, that gets everybody excited. We're, we're uh, glad you could could provide some insight on this. Thanks, Nick, and I can't wait to get down there and provide your sunshine for uh, your stay out there. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time with you guys. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. All right, that is Tony Amato. He is the Indians clubhouse and equipment manager. Does a great job getting those trucks ready to the equipment trucks going to the Indians player development complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Can't wait for spring training. Can't wait for the 2017 baseball season. Nick Camino here with you. This is Tribe Talk all along the Cleveland Indians Radio Network will shift our focus now to more baseball. Had a chance recently to talk with Tribe Skipper Terry Francona. I went one-on-one with him at Tribe Fest, which was down at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. This was uh, actually a week ago, a week ago today. We had Tribe Fest. It was a great time uh, down there on, on January 28th. Here we are in the month of February now getting ready for spring training and time is just flying the 2017 season will be here before you know it i'll go one-on-one with tito when we get back we'll hear some of that we've also got our game of the week uh, review which will be a lot of fun and uh, then we'll wrap things up here on tribe talk nick camino in for jim rosenhouse all along the cleveland indians radio network To Tribe Talk, Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhouse this weekend. And we had a chance to talk with Tony Amato last segment, Indians clubhouse and equipment manager. The trucks headed to spring training, the Indians player development complex in Goodyear, Arizona. That's always seen as the first sign of spring. You know, when you see those equipment trucks with baseball equipment and jerseys and baseballs and bats and everything, it really hits you, hey, you know what? We are right around the corner from spring training baseball and the 2017 baseball season. Unbelievable. Hey, a week ago today, last week, we were at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic for Tribe Fest. A lot of fans had a chance to get up close and personal with Tribe players, front office people, Terry Francona, and the skipper was somebody that I had a chance to talk to. We did a couple different radio shows there uh, on our flagship station and here on the Indians radio network, and I had a chance to go one-on-one with Tribe skipper Terry Francona. We were reflecting on last season a little bit, the end of last season, going all the way to the World Series, as you know, getting ready for this season, the additions that they've made, and looking ahead now to the 2017 baseball season. Here's some of my conversation with Tribe skipper Terry Francona from Tribe Fest. Now joining us is uh, Indians manager Terry Francona. Tino, great to see you. Hi, Nick. How you doing? I, I, I was just amazed in talking to a lot of the guys and, and now getting a chance to, to speak with you off the air. This has been a pretty busy, that day, week for you guys, right? Yeah, it has. And I'm, I mean, this is on the heels for me. I was in Boston for a banquet, New York for a banquet, and now here for this. And it's a good thing. I mean, anytime you can reach out to the fans, it's good. But it is a, it is a lot. Um you know, I, I, I say it so many times, but I, I it doesn't cease to make me proud the way our guys handle things. You know, the other night at the sports banquet, it was a wonderful evening. It was a long evening. Our guys sat behind that thing for an hour and 20 minutes waiting to come out. Not a lot of guys do that. So, you know, they stayed last night longer because the crowd was bigger. They didn't want to leave anybody hanging in the line. That 
those are things that people may not always see that I get to, and they're they're a pretty special group. You know, names in pro sports, names change, some faces change. For you guys, a unique spot. you got a lot of familiar guys coming back. For you, how nice is that? I know you connect well with anybody, it seems like, but just knowing that there's some familiarity there. You know, the biggest thing I think is that there's a couple things. Is we, we are able to get more work done more economically because we know each other. You know, there's not a, a, a feeling out process. Um, and, and you try to take advantage of that. You don't try to get stale or assume. You just try to, because to, we know each other, we're going to make it better. And I, I can give you an example. Sure. Right, last year in uh, Philadelphia, we got swept there early in the year. And the last game, or I sent Cody Allen out, pitched two innings. And because he said he could. Yeah. And it was a mistake. So we got to talking about it, and he was telling me how he felt and everything. And I'm like, like Cody, we've been together four years. Our communication needs to be flawless. I'm not, when I'm asking you if you can pitch, I'm not asking about your manhood. I want to know how you feel. And then that led to another conversation. I think it was Kluber and Tomlin. And it, you know what? It really helped me because I don't want to make bad decisions. I don't want to put our guys in a position where they can't handle something. So, I mean, that loss, in my opinion, was on me, not Cody. But you learn, you live and learn, but you don't want to make mistakes very often. You, you, you always, Tito, I mean, it's amazing to me that you, you know, you, you've been around this, this business and you come across different managers, coaches, whoever it may be, and sometimes they're not willing to accept those things, yet you've had so much success. What? Why do you do it? I mean, to, to admit where, hey, guys, you know um, what, this one's on me. Or Well, I, don't, I mean, I try to be honest. Um, I've always kind of felt like I feel. I think as a manager, you, you do what you think is right, have enough confidence and conviction in what you're doing, answer the questions after, and then move on. And don't wake up to see how you're being perceived on talk radio or in the paper. Have enough confidence that, hey, I, I was there. I know why I did it. It might not have worked, but I had a reason. And, and I don't mind explaining. I never mind explaining because if I don't have a good answer, shame on me. Yeah. So that's kind of how I always felt. I'm glad you don't do the talk radio thing. That's good, especially after, you know. I, I get, found out in Boston and Philly, believe me. <laughs> yeah, well, those found out places. the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a chance to talk with Ty Van Berkeley, the, the uh, hitting coach. He goes, I turn you on sometimes on the way home. He goes, I don't tell you, but I, I listen on the way. I go, I'm glad Tito does it because that's that's a good thing. Terry Francona is joining us here at TribeFest, the Intercontinental Hotel here on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. How cool is this for you? We talked about this week, but seeing the, the, the fans that are out here to, to get excited for this season. It's hard not to know notice kind of the extra buzz i mean it's there at the at the sports banquet the other night i was sitting at a table and i was watching people react to paul dolan and i was really tickled i mean he was they wanted a part of him in a good way and i was really happy for him and you know you come to these events now and people are excited and you know i think last year going into year there was some hope and i think as the year built people were starting to like get excited but i haven't seen anything like this since i've been here and, and and so it is exciting because the more people that we get out there the better it is for everybody the commitment from ownership terry i mean um i can't speak to it enough it seems like for years i've been doing this for 10 years now and for years all we heard was dolan's this dolan's that the small market and all that they've really stepped up haven't they yeah and and you know what we're, we're, we're the Indians. Whatever our payroll is, that's what our payroll is. 
um, they're wonderful people. I mean, and I the the Larry Doby Fund is just another example. When I went to him with one phone call, and I said, "This is what we're planning on doing. Can you do this?" I sure can. I'll figure it out. It wasn't like, "Give me these well, we'll reasons." Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's he's they're a very special family, and for them to go out and above maybe some of their means or to get like an Edwin and stuff. Sure. I, I would hope the fans are excited. I know I am. I also know I was appreciative because I get to see how much work goes into it to try to get something like that done. Had a chance to, to meet Edwin Encarnacion today for the first time, and he said, listen, I would love to play for my country in the World Baseball Classic, but it's more important for me to get to spring training, get acclimated, see the guys. For you, is that a good feeling knowing that, hey, we know the WBC is important for guys, but to get him acclimated to, to this whole new new team? You know, Nick, to be very honest with you, I would have supported him either way. Okay. The way I look at it is, you know, if you get asked to play for your country, it's a huge honor. And who are we to ever say, you shouldn't play? But I will say, like with an Andrew Miller, we're extremely proud of him and for him. But while he's gone, we'll be holding our breath. And it's, I think that's just being as honest as you can be. Yeah, it's the most honest answer I've heard, Terry. I mean, for, for me, I, I look at that World Baseball Classic. It just doesn't seem like there's any good time that you, you know, could play it's that such a It's such a great idea. It yeah. is. It's a wonderful idea. There is no perfect time. And it's a shame because it could be such an event. There just is no good time. Yeah, Terry, I look at um, this upcoming season before we, before we let you go here. And... I think if you look at it from afar, you say, wow, the Indians had to win their division. They had to win the DS, win the CS, and then go to the World Series. It seems like a, a, a tall task when you look at it. You don't look at it like that, right? You guys are, are so day by day, right, in what you do? We, we really are. I mean, you can't look you, at it. People really. ask me all the time, like, when did you know or this and that? I, I didn't. You don't. <laughs> we, we wake up in the morning, and we ask our guys to, to focus at the task at hand. And it starts in spring training, and you move on. And there are so many ups and downs during the season that, I mean, some there's sometimes, like we played that 18 in the game in Toronto. That game set us back for about two weeks. We I knew that. I knew it was going to be a struggle. Our roster was a mess. We had guys that couldn't pitch. It happens. But you endure it, and you fight hard enough, and you get to the playoffs. And once you get there, you got a chance. So the good teams, they give themselves a chance, and if you're fortunate enough, you're the last one standing. You've always said, and I know you'll get asked about it at spring training, and, and you'll say, listen, sometimes you just don't know what type of team you're going to have maybe coming out of this. This year, that feels a little different, Terry. I know the expectations, even externally now, you guys always have internal expectations high, but it seems like even from afar now, you guys maybe are the hunted. Well, and I think that means that we have some pretty good young talent already here. Our ownership and front office has brought guys like Edwin in. Um, but what really matters, and the best way I know to combat that, our expectations, as you alluded to, our expectations are going to be lofty. And we also know that there's a process. And by going about it that way, you take away any of the external potential pressure or because what matters is what we think. And that's the best way to combat that is by doing everything the right way. Work hard, show up on time, hustle. All the things we talk about, that'll take care of all the external things. Anything that you and Millsy can pull from 04 and, 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 and 07, then going into those next seasons knowing that, hey, 
okay, we've been through this before where maybe expectations are a little high. How to, how to sort of temper all that? You know, I, it's a good point, and it's something we've talked about a lot. And I have seen teams come back or players come back two ways. One is with a little bit of a sense of entitlement, which isn't great. Yeah. Or two is, man, that was good, and I'm hungry for it again. Yeah, fire. And that's where I'm, I'm betting on number two with our guys. They'll yeah. be okay. But we will discuss it in spring training. I want them to pull from all the experience and gain experience from all they went through, and then it's time to look forward because we don't want to be that team that looks up in July and is kind of treading water talking about what we did last year. All right, last thing for you. I I have to bring this up on his request. Mike Clevenger wanted us to bring this up to you. At spring training last year, we remember he was trying to throw the ball through a, a brick wall. And you had mentioned to us, hey, you know, I had to kind of settle him down a little bit. He said, wait a minute. He goes, you tell Tito when you see him. He had me going up in a live batting practice session against Lindor, Kipnis. I forget the other two. I don't know if it was Nap at the time. He goes, what did he expect me to do? And I said, I, I can't fight you there. I know you'd be amped up. I saw him <laughs> that day. I was walking around the practice field, <laughs> and he was pacing outside the clubhouse. Yeah. And I thought something was wrong. I thought maybe he got a call from home. Yeah. And I said to Mickey, I go, Mick, what's going on with Clev? And he said, oh, nothing. He's just throwing batting practice today. I'm like, well, what happens when a game starts? He was like a bull, man. He was frothing at the mouth. I'm like, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Terry, listen, great Thanks, to see you. Thanks, Good to we'll see you, We'll see you in spring training. See you soon. Thanks, man. All right, man. guys, quick time out. All right, that was Terry Francona, Tribe Skipper. Had a chance to talk with him at Tribe Fest. Uh, that was a week ago today at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. Had a great time at Tribe Fest. It was fun to hear from Tribe Skipper Terry Francona about the upcoming season, really getting us ready uh, for baseball. Can't believe it, and uh, it'll all be here before you know it. When we come back, we will have our Game of the Week review. And this is going to be a fun one, a very memorable one. Your Cleveland Indians in Boston taking on the Red Sox in Game 3 of the ALDS. One of the special moments of that 2016 season. We'll relive that when we return. You're listening to Tribe Talk. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhouse all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Well, this has been fun tonight. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Nick Camino here with you all along the Cleveland Indians radio network in for Jim Rosenhouse. And here on these uh, editions of Tribe Talk throughout the offseason, we've been reliving uh, some games from this past season, the 2016 baseball season, which, as you know, saw the Indians win the AL Central Division, win the American League, and go all the way to Game 7 of the World Series against the Chicago Cubs. We're reliving uh, some games. This is our game of the week. Now, this game was originally scheduled for Sunday, October 9th, but if you remember, it was postponed until Monday due to rain in the Boston area. It was just crazy, and the game we're talking about is Monday, October 10th, 2016, your Cleveland Indians versus the Boston Red Sox. Game three of the ALDS What an unbelievable series this was leading up to that ALCS series against the Blue Jays. But you think about this matchup, okay? Uh, The Indians go on to win this game 4-3. to They sweep the Red Sox in the ALDS. They do it at Fenway Park, which was such a cool dynamic because Terry Francona, you know, managing against his former team and everything. The pitching matchup was Josh Tomlin for the Tribe, Clay Buchholz for the Boston Red Sox. And before this game... Jim Rosenhouse had a chance to to talk with Corey Kluber before that game, had a chance to talk with him about that Game 2 victory, which was at Progressive Field, and the growing confidence that was starting to happen in that Indians clubhouse. Take a listen. Here's Kluber. I think we we did the first two games. We, we did what we've done 
you know, up to this point in the year, and that's just go out there and play good team baseball. I mean, we don't we don't have guys trying to go out there and single-handedly win games. I think we realize that, you know, we're better uh, as a sum of 25 guys as opposed to, you know, one or two guys trying to go out there and do too much. And uh, I think that that's one of the keys to why we've been able to, to overcome some, some hurdles throughout the year or what, what you have it. But uh, I think that that's, that's the mindset we're going to try to keep, keep using moving forward is just go out there and continue to play good baseball as a team. Also before Game 3 of the ALDS in Boston, Tom Hamilton, the voice of the tribe, had a chance to talk with Indians manager Terry Francona, not only about the rain delay the day before, but some of the effects that it might have on the game and the tribe going into it. It'll be cool, but it's sunny, no chance of rain. And do you know the first thing, I mean, does a couple of days off hurt it this time? No, I mean, if it does, you know, shame on us. You know, I think... Just like any game, you know, whoever handles whatever's thrown at you the best, you know, you give yourselves a better chance to win. But no, I mean, you know, I mean, this is a lot like April, except the games mean a lot more. You know, you're going to deal with weather. Uh, you're going to deal with some things that come at you. That's why you just try to make sure your guys are prepared. And then when they tell you to play, you go play. So here we go. We were ready for baseball. Game three of the ALDS, our game of the week in review from the 2016 season. And it was a scoreless game through three innings. The Tribe would strike first in the fourth. Jose Ramirez would lead off with a single. That was followed by a walk uh, to Lonnie Chisinau. Coco Crisp would move the runners up with a clutch bunt. And then Tyler Naquin stepped to the plate. Left-handed batter facing the right-hander Buckles. The pitch to him. Swung on, lined right side, base hit, Tyler Naquin. One run is in, rounding third and scoring as well as Chisenhall. And Naquin comes through. A two-run single. The Indians take the lead 2-0. Yeah, he swung at a bad pitch on the first pitch. It was down in the dirt inside. But he got a pitch to handle that time on the inner part of the plate. Didn't get the fat part of the bat on it, but pulled it. Into shallow right for a two-run single. Yeah, you heard the call. Indians up two to nothing at that point. The the uh, Boston Red Sox would get a run back in the bottom of the fifth inning on an RBI double by Andrew Benedetti. Uh, but Josh Tomlin, he was able to wiggle out of a jam, minimizing some damage. Here's the one-one. Swung on, bouncing ball, first base. Napoli's up with it, takes it to the bag in time, and Tomlin limits the damage. And gets out of the fifth with the Tribe still in front. We played five at Fenway Park on a night where the Indians can clinch the series. They lead Boston 2-1. to one. The Indians able to answer the Red Sox very quickly in the top of the sixth inning with one-on-one on, one out for Coco Crisp with Drew Pomeranz on the mound. Now Pomeranz with a 1-2 pitch. A swing and a drive. Deep left center field. This ball gone. Coco Crisp with a two-run home run over the green monster in deep left center field. And the Indians have a four-to-one lead. Coco Crisp smoked one over the 37-foot green monster and getting mobbed in the Indians' third base dugout. We go now to the bottom of the sixth inning. The Red Sox now able to add a run on a big poppy sack fly. But Andrew Miller able to limit some damage moving forward into this game. He was such a weapon for the Tribe all postseason. Now the set and pitch. 
Swing and a miss. He got Ramirez. So a strikeout. And that'll end the inning. But the Red Sox had a run. They get a little bit closer. Through six. Cleveland four. Boston two. The Red Sox would get within a run in the bottom of the eighth off of Brian Shaw. Hanley Ramirez with an RBI single. That made it 4-3, to three, Tribe. But Cody Allen, he would stop the scoring there. To the ninth inning we go. Cody Allen back out there for the eighth inning. Cody would get two quick outs before giving up a single to Jackie Bradley. He walked Dustin Pedroia, bringing up Travis Shaw, two on, two out. But Cody Allen eventually able to slam the door. Cody Allen's ready. The 3-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Full count. Elevated the fastball. And so everybody is running now. Bradley Jr. at second. Pedroia at first. Two down in the bottom of the ninth. Cleveland four. Boston three. Allen's ready. The payoff pitch. Swung on a high fly ball, shallow right. Chisinau is there. He makes the catch. Ball game. And the sweep is complete. And this resilient bunch of Cleveland Indians will play for the American League pennant. And a date with Toronto on Friday night. And the Indians celebrating out by second base, jumping up and down awaiting everybody to get in from the bullpen. Well, you couldn't take it much further, could you? Two outs, two on, and a 3-2 pitch. And Travis Shaw hit a high fly ball to shallow right to end it. And Cody Allen gets the Indians another multiple inning save. And while it wasn't easy, the Indians knew it wouldn't be to eliminate the Boston Red Sox tonight by a final score of 4-3. to three. And Game 1 will be Friday night at Progressive Field against the Toronto Blue Jays. How about that? There you had it, your winning pitcher, Josh Tomlin. Cody Allen got the save. Indians win 4-3. to three. They sweep the ALDS series against the Red Sox in Boston. It was so cool. And after the game, Jim Rosenhouse and Tom Hamilton, uh, they did a great post-game wrap-up show and had a chance to catch up with some of the guys after the game. Andrew, I know you've only been a part of this ball club now for a few months, but how about this? Oh man, this is fun, and uh, I, it should only get better from here. I think we've uh, we've proven that we can uh, be pretty resilient, and uh, you know this this series is is a lot tougher than it looks. And you know this is a great team to beat, and you know hopefully this is uh, you know a sign of big things to come. Andrew, I think the key word there, resilient. You you played against the Indians, obviously. Did you know how resilient they were until you got here? Yeah, I knew the kind of the bats they took. I knew the way they pitched, and. Uh, Coming here, I think, seeing it firsthand, I don't think I could predict anything like this. You know, we've we've had a lot of injuries. We've had a lot of things that seem like they don't go our way. But the next day, we always show up and find a way to win, and it, it's pretty awesome to be a part of. Andrew, go celebrate. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. Jason, you're one of the, the elder statesmen on this ball club, which is probably crazy to say that. But for you, uh, being able to get this done here, I know one of your first – hot stretches in the major leagues was here you hit the three home runs in three games what's it mean for you to come back here and, and have this kind of night here i mean this place is historic this place 
you saw these fans and this team. Um, that, I mean, that's a, a fantastic organization. They got over there and unbelievable fans. The, the, the noise they brought tonight was outstanding. Um, but, God, did we just, do we just believe in ourselves right now? And we just don't feel that it – we think it's our turn. Like I said it before, we just – at the beginning of the year in spring training, we just, you couldn't tell us that it wasn't our turn this year. And we got guys that bought in, 25 guys. We don't have big names or anything like that, but we got ball players who love to compete, and they're not backing down from any challenges. And that's one of the first things Tito taught us, that you don't back down from any challenge. And as big of a challenge as Boston is, especially going in their place to sweep, you tip the cap to our staff and our hitters and how well we came to play and you're looking at us moving on to the next round. Tribe owner Paul Dolan has made his way in, and I'm going to slide into a dry area where he doesn't necessarily have to get wet. You have not gotten wet yet, have you? No, I have. Uh, let's stand over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, my experience is coming through right now. I'm on the periphery here, and so far I'm dry, and don't let anybody hear that over there with a champagne bottle. Uh, Paul, obviously... This was a, a tough place back in 07 to be here. What does it mean to you to be here tonight for this? You're absolutely right. I mean, there, there were – I had not been back to some of these places uh, since 07 when we lost game seven there. So it felt like some nightmares uh, where we were being revisited. Uh, so to win, and to win as we did, it was pretty special. Terry Francona says he called us a special ball club. And uh, you see it from spring training on, and, and you getting that feeling now? Oh well, I, I've had that feeling for a while. This this team truly is special. Uh, the resiliency, you know, if there's a setback, they just turn around and, and, and step up. And, and we saw it again tonight. You know, a guy like Coco Chris was struggling, steps up and gets the big hit of the game. It's just it's just phenomenal what they're doing. Uh, it was a wonderful night, Paul Dolan. Thanks so much for coming by. All right, thank you. Tito, I know a lot was said before this series. It's Boston, all that kind of stuff, but it really just gets down to moving on, isn't it? <laughs> well, not yet. We're going to let we'll let them blow it out and have some fun, but we get to play more baseball, and that in itself is really exciting. Um, that's quite a – we played some pretty good baseball because that's a good team we beat. And in this atmosphere, and, you know, people talk about our youth and everything, but Naquin gets a big hit. You know, Cody Allen hasn't been pitching forever. And we did okay. I know before the game tonight you, you said this was a special team, but you didn't want it to be defined because sometimes you have special teams that, that don't win at all. But why is this team special? Well, I just think if you watch the way they go about their business every day, um, you know, we might not be the most talented team in this league. I, I don't know, but it doesn't mean we can't win. And I think everybody in here believes that. And get to keep playing that's the best thing i can say we get to keep playing hopefully we when it's time to go home it can be on our terms all right tito thank you okay so much fun reliving those memories uh, one of the best moments of that 2016 baseball season the indians winning game three of the alds sweeping the boston red sox at fenway park and then moving on to take on the Toronto Blue Jays in a best-of-seven ALCS. Special thanks to Brian Matze, producer extraordinaire, for helping us put all those clips together. Just an unbelievable ride. When we come back, we will wrap this edition of Tribe Talk Up. Nick Camino filling in for Jim Rosenhouse all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. We'll be right back. It's Tribe Talk. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. We are set to wrap things up for this edition. Nick Camino here with you. We've been filling in uh, for Jim Rosenhouse this week all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. A special thanks to 
Indians clubhouse and equipment manager Tony Amato. He joined us at the beginning of the show to really talk about the equipment trucks that will be headed, that are already headed to uh, the Indian Spring Training uh, uh, Player Development Complex at Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona. So fun to catch up with him. Also had an opportunity to listen into my interview that I did with Terry Francona, Tribe Skipper at Tribe Fest uh, at last weekend on the uh, the campus of the Cleveland Clinic at the uh, Intercontinental Hotel at Tribe Fest. And then we just heard the great review, man, the Game of the Week game uh, review from Game 3 of the ALDS when the Indians completed their sweep of the Boston Red Sox to advance to the ALCS. What an unbelievable night that was, uh, seeing the Indians on that remarkable ride all the way you know, through the playoffs, through the ALCS, to the World Series against the Chicago Cubs. Just uh, an unbelievable ride for that team. And expectations now for 2017 are through the roof. We talked about the addition of lefty Boone Logan uh, yesterday on Friday. And this this Indians team with a core coming back and some pieces added here and there and Terry Francona and his coaching staff in place, uh, expectations should be high for the fan base right now. And, um, hey, why not? Exciting times for uh, Indians baseball. We know ticket sales have been great. Season ticket packages through the roof right now. And uh, if you want to make sure you're, you're hopping on the bandwagon for it all, Indians.com, you can purchase – I know uh, Indian six-pack uh, op- uh, options uh, starting at just like 90 bucks, and you can purchase season ticket packages, all those sorts of great things. Uh, it's been fun. Tribe Talk uh, all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Nick Camino with you. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and before you know it, we'll be uh, enjoying spring training baseball. Can't wait for it. Have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your weekend, and stay safe out there. It's like it's-